You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. You'll start improving and you'll be almost like senselessly improving, and then you'll throw it on me. I don't know how to follow that. Name four times I've senselessly improved. Four. Go. All right. Oh, shit. I can't just name four. It's just like, you know, you do it all the time. So I'm putting you on the spot by putting you on the spot. You sang it. We were in the car today, and you had my guitar in the car, and you literally improved a song. I did. In the car. That's not completely true. I improved two songs. Yeah, you did. He improved two songs earlier today. About, one of them was about sandwiches. He just named it I Love Sandwiches. Well, it was a fitting title. I Love Sandwiches. That's what it was about. And the other one was much darker and about eating bacon and how that affects your health in a very negative way. Well, <laughs> cholesterol. I love, uh, cholesterol. Yeah. It's a big problem for a lot of people. I love right? bacon and sandwiches. Yeah. So Now, some people out there are putting bacon on their sandwiches. Yeah. And that is an untapped resource, and I think it's going to blow up. Yeah. I really do. Very untapped. Has, it hasn't happened at Sandwich Cast. Blow yeah. your mind. Yeah. yeah so, oh. <clears throat> speaking of sandwiches... Cast. So here we are, episode 10, Centennial. What do they call 10? What's it uh, called? Desa? D- Des- uh, I think it's, they it's call 10? it a 10-year anniversary. They call it a 10-year anniversary. <laughs> ten year anniversary. <laughs> I think that's just the go-to. Your first anniversary. <laughs> so I'm with Johnson, Joe Blackstock. Did I get that right? Yeah, you got it right. How about it? Um, in here with Wade and Malcolm. Hayden is on Yo. vacation. He is on vacation. He's doing his thing. So with the family. We'll actually be checking in with Hayden later, trying to stress our technological prowess and see what kind of cords we got that can hook into the phones and maybe make a phone call like a radio call-in show hopefully so, we tried it earlier and it worked out all right yeah maybe so <laughs> so that voice is levi you're probably gonna think that he sounds a lot like hayden yep you know? yep i'm hayden's little brother yeah 10 uh, years 10 years younger yep that's right sweet. that's real sweet <laughs> Wait, it's, it's almost like exactly we, our birth is like two months apart so it's like it's nice. close to being like 10 years exactly nice I, I bet it's a lot easier now that you're in your 20s you know and he's in his 30s you know as opposed to 12 and 10 you know 10 and 20 or something like that yeah because like I, yeah i know that hayden is 30 now i'm, I'm, I'm 20 so he's 30 right yeah. but i didn't mean it as far as that went. <laughs> i mean it as far yeah, as i mean as far as the math it, it works you out guys being able to relate to each other oh yeah well i mean we we, we hung out quite a bit like uh, a little bit when i was like in middle school and stuff too so it's always been like he's he was a big influence on like my taste in music for and a big part your taste in science yeah i uh yeah i guess so yeah he may not have been an influence, but you guys are similar in that way. Yeah, yeah, we have interest in you know science and math. We were sitting around having a conversation the other night, and you guys were talking about Higgs boson, and and, uh, and I'm <laughs> sitting back just like smiling, my arms crossed, watching yeah, because I can't about really Fermi paradox and stuff contribute much to that conversation, <laughs> oh, but it was interesting to listen to. So, so Levi and Joe have their own podcast. Yeah, Sam- we do. Yeah, we do. Sandwich cast. <laughs> Sandwich cast. Hayden was a, a guest on one of your episodes, so we talked about it. He talked a little bit. Um, the episode before and then the episode after, yeah. encouraging people to go listen to. He was episode eight, maybe? Um, eight. Yeah, I think it was eight. Eight? Eight, and then uh, Roommate Cast was nine, and then season finale. Oh, God, we should really take that one down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Roommate Cast. So, no, anyway, I keep it up. It's sentimental. Give, uh, you can listen to him on SoundCloud. Uh, listen to Sandwich Cast. So, these guys are going to join us for the episode, all three parts. It's going to be really fun. They're going to kind of interview us during uh, story time. We're going to interview them a little bit. We're going to add a segment from there show onto our show kind of mix a little bit and have some fun with it oh i can't yeah. wait yeah <clears throat> it's gonna be fun oh it's gonna be so much fun but we we're you know get kick things off do it like the way that we've always done it everybody have you heard about this stuff in myrtle beach the shootings in myrtle beach that happened oh, yeah. this past weekend yeah well hold on hold on what what beach did hayden go to he went to destin yeah okay. i somewhere in the he's Gulf. told a story about going to myrtle so i'm making sure he's not going yeah. to myrtle again no yeah hayden hayden uh he said that he was never returning to myrtle beach again already before oh, what, he the did. story that we're about to hear right yeah and i think that his was caused by his story from episode one <laughs> yeah. or episode two whatever that was the 300 pound oh, you know on glass so yeah anyway anyway what happened in myrtle beach you can google it and see a facebook live video of a shooting that happened uh from a fight it was something that sparked interest with me i actually just got back from myrtle beach yeah um you did not to mention two miles down the road from the initial shooting is where we stayed um my wife was you know still had the apps on her phone of local news that kind of thing so she got an update of it so the location thing came up from how far away it 
what really still had her at the hotel. Oh my god! Two miles for the initial shooting. It from the video I saw on Facebook was the one that happened two miles from our hotel. Yeah. So it's a big group of people. Turns into a fight. This guy decides he's gonna pull out a gun, start shooting. Um, then he carjacks somebody with his gun. Goes over someone that's just in traffic, puts a gun up to the car, gets in the car and drives away. Ends up getting a shootout with the cops. Whatever. Another shooting happens about an hour or so later, two blocks from where our hotel was. Wow. That's nuts. So, with another carjacking right yeah. afterwards with the guy trying to get away. Jeez. So, my wife was like, never, ever going back there again, ever, no <laughs> matter what. It was right on Ocean Boulevard. Anyone that's ever been to Myrtle Beach, no matter where you've stayed, or you felt like you were in a nice area, or you got a good deal, you say that, <laughs> it was on Ocean Boulevard somewhere. You know, and that's where the the shootings happened. Yeah. That's insane, though. Like, just to leave a place, and then right after they have all these shootings, right around where you were. Imagine the impact of <clears throat> the Facebook Live video being people being able to see it, and mm. now the reaction that's going to have for tourism, or anti-tourism, I should say, yeah. versus you reading an article or hearing, oh, did you hear about that shooting in Myrtle Beach? Uh, you yeah. see that video? I'm telling you, you see this guy throw two punches and then back up and pull a gun out of his pocket and just start shooting. That's nuts. And that can happen like that. Were there, any, were, were there any, like, casualties or anything? I, I read a little bit about it. I was so, like, sickened by it that it happened so close to where we j- literally just were. We got home Friday at noon. The shooting happened Saturday at midnight. Okay. So. Dang. That is not a large window of time. And the night, befo- the, yeah. the night before we left, we were driving all around with our family sightseeing and going to amusement parks and stuff instead of doing the beach thing and all that because it was the last day there. Sure. We could have very easily been one of those people in traffic waiting to get somewhere when a shooting breaks out and yeah. the student mm-hmm. tries to put his gun up to her. Oh. I guess the real question now is what beach do you go to now? Oh, Gulfside. <laughs> Gulfside, yeah. I mean, never again will I go to that. You know, maybe Charleston or somewhere in there, somewhere yeah. different. I don't want to totally give the Atlantic, you know, a kick in the nuts. But. Yeah, but the I mean, Gulf is the Gulf is nice. It's always nice to go to the Gulf. That's true. I'm going to go to bat for uh, the Outer Banks in North Carolina. I always have a pretty good time there. Like Kill Devil Hills, Duck, Kitty Hawk, that area. I've heard of it. It's uh, very nice. Growing up in the middle of the country, I never have really been. <laughs> I'm not much of yeah. a beach connoisseur, but... I've never been up that north, I think. Yeah, also, in Knoxville, they just opened up a Duck Donuts, and out there is where the original is. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's a really cool part of uh, North Carolina. Lighthouses, beaches, donut hmm. shops. Donut shops? Yeah, you know, the three, the trifecta of tourism. <laughs> nice. So do you know how to work this thing? Oh, God, yeah, I think yeah. I do. So go ahead. Check All it right. out. <clears throat> Everybody, have you heard? All right, about microtonal music. There's, uh, do you guys know how like notes work? They, uh, you have like 14 notes in like a chromatic scale. Like on Tumblr? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good lord. No, like there's 14 notes, uh, 12. 12 notes in the chromatic scale, right? And so there are things called microtones, and it's a note that happens between those notes. Okay. And it's not something that we really see a lot used in like music and pop music around, um, in America because it's more of like a Middle Eastern kind of thing so there is this band that's uh it's like they're like a punk band and they're making an album that's based totally off of microtones and it's it's really interesting because you never hear stuff like that on like american instruments so it's really cool to see it in this like new context wait so like when you say between the notes do you mean like a note being like a flatter version of itself being a microtone yeah it's halfway between two so like between c and uh uh, B and C. There's like there's usually no note between right. them, but you could play a note between those two notes. It's uh yeah they're called uh, a band called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. It's a really interesting band. Really interesting before, name. Should be yeah. pretty easy to remember. Yeah, yeah. They're doing this part of a project because they uh, they only do like King Lizard and the Gizzard Wizard. King yeah. Gizzard, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Got it. Yeah, and they uh all of their albums are like concept albums. So th- that's like their concept for their albums this year because they're gonna release like four albums this year, which is nonsense for a band. It's like Man. Adam Sandler when he had that deal with Netflix. <laughs> is that over yet? By yeah. the way, Adam Sandler movies on Netflix. Oh, I don't think so. I didn't uh, even know there was a deal. Yeah. I was just wondering why they kept popping up. Yeah, yeah they... he signed like a four-picture deal, and there was the first one. I guess that's a have you heard, isn't it? <laughs> oh man, yeah, I guess unofficially. <clears throat> Everybody, have you heard? Yeah, so the, he had like a four-picture deal with Netflix, and the first one was um, the like 
I heard of the do over when the do over was the second one. Okay. The first one was like the ridiculous six. I think that was what it was called, and it was like uh, yeah, I think Western, you know, with yeah. classic Adam Sandler. I feel like I just saw one of these on there yesterday, the day before, and I can't think the name. Sandy Wexler. <laughs> I think that was it. Yeah, yeah I think was... that's his. Oh man, that's his third one, isn't it? We have more to go. <laughs> yeah, we got one more. One movie. more. <laughs> one more Adam Sandler movie for Netflix. Before you can't bear it. No, I can't. I love him. So, do you have any appreciation for Adam Sandler, or I do. has his recent stuff like made you sick? No, I I, I appreciate Adam Sandler. Um, I really like uh, Waterboys. A really fun. Yeah, movie. exactly. Yeah, and um, uh, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Okay. You know. Yeah, the older you go with him, the better it gets. Yeah. Have you ever listened to his CD that, no. he, that he has? Oh, I music. Where it's like, yeah. hey, go. Yeah, I have listened to his CD. His CD is nuts. Oh man, it's hilarious. That's the Hanukkah song is on there. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. Put on your yarmulke. But yeah, I mean, it's time I, for I, Hanukkah. I, I like Adam Sandler. I just wish he did better movies. True. Yeah, I, I, I I'm curious about uh, what how he's gotten to where he's gotten, because like his whole movies are great. Oh, I'll tell you what happened. It probably started with bedtime stories. But what do you, what do you think? I was gonna say he got a bunch of money from his late '90s, early 2000s success, and then got enough capital to just do whatever else he wanted. And he got enough money to do that from. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So he was able to do that. He was able to start Happy Madison Productions, which is his company. Yeah. And then he had some successful movies like Tommy Boy and Happy Gilmore and, you know, all those movies that he had, you know, affiliation with. Anything David Spade and hmm. all of those guys, um, what's the... Yeah, David Spade was in... Um... Who's the main guy that he always brings with him? Kevin James? Mm-hmm. Kevin, well, Kevin James I'm now. Not, Chris Rock is one of Kevin. his best friends. He's in, he's in everyone. You know in Waterboy how he's like, you can do it. Yeah. What's I, his I name? I don't know his name. But, he's in uh, almost every... Cause he's in, um, I think he's in 51st Dates. Yeah, he is. Oh, that's a good movie. I like 51st Dates. 10 Second Tom, the guy that plays him, yep. is, is always, hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's oh, they, they're, they're friends. And I mean, it's just one of yeah. those things that there's a joke out there that Sandler only gives his friends work, and he's the only reason that he... You know, all those work. actors and still have a career. Yeah, you know, it's so because funny. of him. But hell, if I was made like him, I'd do the same thing with my friends. That's what we want to do with the BRV. You know, we just want to bring on people that have interests of their own, whether they're our guests or our friends or whatever. And, and then sell out. <laughs> totally. <laughs> sell it to the Koreans <laughs> for a profit. Speaking of that, I didn't ever tell you guys this. Um, this is one of these, technically, it's not written on the paper. Everybody, have you heard that the idea for the piece of thin toilet paper that you sit on when you take a crap in a foreign bathroom was created by a group of old white men in like the 50s because somebody went to a bar, sat down on a toilet, and sat on piss? Hmm. Man, old white men sure have. Did been you follow that story? Saving yeah. the country. Oh, okay, so okay, so like in uh... we call it from Kansas, we call it a cowboy hat. What do you guys call it around here? Toilet so, doily. <clears throat> Or uh, Ass Gasket. You ever heard that? No, but I love it. Okay. I didn't even know I had nicknames. Oh, yeah, yeah, neither did I. I've just, it's just always been like the toilet cover. Or yeah, I said Toily Doily as a so, joke, and Levi agreed with me. <laughs> so I went out to work in Los Angeles in like 2007 or 2008 when I worked for Dick's Sporting Goods. They'd bought out a local company, and they were converting the stores over to Dick's okay. Sporting Goods. <clears throat> Stayed at a hotel, a Marriott Hotel. I was there for eight weeks, so they put me in a pretty nice place, and two months worth of stay you go down to the bar and you get to know other people that are working in la that are staying at least i found that out yeah so anyway i meet this old white guy when i'm down at the bar every night um and he tells me this story about he was the guy that created this and it came up with the idea the way i just told you him <laughs> and some buddies were out having some beers at a bar he went into the bathroom had to take a crap sat down on the toilet somebody peed on the toilet seat and he didn't look first and he got angry and started thinking while he's sitting there taking a crap, looking at the roll of toilet paper. Paper is a commodity in the world. <clears throat> Think about the times. It was in the late 40s, early 50s. <clears throat> paper, the people that came up with businesses that were revolutionary or that lived were in the commodities business, meaning okay. things that people can't live without. Paper was and will always be one of those things. So <clears throat> he thinking, what, what better way than to use paper, a commodity, and then use it in a different way and market it, sell it, whatever. So he's the guy that created this. 
ended up building a business big enough that he was able to sell it to – he said, I sold it to the Chinese is the way he told it to me. But he had a group of 1,500 employees that worked underneath him. That he was, When he sold it to the Chinese, he felt like he was selling out. And he was able to give all of them back in like 1994 or something a $2 million retirement package. Jeez. Each one of them. So here's Wait, how many, how many people? 1,500 employees. So here's my question, right? You have – toilet paper has been invented by this point, right? Yes. Yeah. So why was his first thought, I need to invent a new product and not, I just need to grab a couple of squares and, <laughs> and wipe clean the toilet sit down? <laughs> well, because he knew that he could market it and sell it. Yeah. And he was brilliant for it. So anyway, he sold oh, it to them. Yeah, and then he true. was telling me the reason he was there staying in a hotel for so long was because he put all of his family through college at Stanford. And you have any idea how much Stanford costs? An insane amount. I think and I saw a guy wearing a Stanford sweatshirt one time. Got to talking to <laughs> the bartender after the guy goes away for the evening, talking to the bartender. It's apparently totally legit. The bartender was a bookie that took tons and t- I'm, this is Los Angeles for you man the bartender is a bookie that takes bets on obviously football games baseball games whatever uses the bar to clean the money to launder the money because it's easy to say oh I poured 50 extra shots of Patron tonight and just put that money in the register oh my god clean it out as tips I just taught people how to launder money at a bar but this dude was <laughs> wow. doing it oh yeah hold on are we complicit <laughs> so it was funny it was I was a 23 year old kid just out there doing work and bumped into this guy at a bar and I'm like, man, you gotta be kidding me. You need an assistant? <laughs> like you want a personal assistant? You want to put me through college at Stanford? Yeah. So but it was it was really cool. What did this guy look like? Was he wearing like a white tuxedo no. all the time? No, he would look he you know, just a cat business casual, wearing slacks with a tucked in like polo or just a t shirt. So you didn't have you know? like a <clears throat> suit made out of toilet paper Looked, seat covers. No, definitely. <laughs> That's Definitely the, the not like roll of to- toilet paper tubes on his arm. Like the Michelin man? It's like that's the end game. That's got to be the end game, right? Covering yourself in toilet paper yeah. in public and Absolutely. no one questions it. Absolutely. Well, I think that's hilarious. If he had him arms, legs, <laughs> he had a helmet that he built out of it. He used the two of them for eyes oh to my come God. over. He like and guess what I invented? <laughs> Look at me. All right, so I got one. Everybody, have you heard? But they are finally doing, finally, <clears throat> Mayweather and McGregor. Man, you say finally uh, like you want it to happen. Yeah, I've been waiting. Really? I'm waiting a long time for this. You guys but... like UFC, MMA? I am not involved in it whatsoever. Not well, at all. we didn't ask if you participated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, we can tell. No, I've just never, I've never watched any like UFC fights or anything like that. I've never been invested in the sport. Okay. Uh, what about boxing? No. Really? Yeah. Well, there's you're 20. There's been no boxing for you to be interested in in your yeah. lifetime anyway. You've watched Karate Kid, though? Yeah, I've watched right, Karate close Kid. All right, close enough. Okay. Sweep, close enough, then. Sweep the leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so we have a UFC fighter going up against a boxing. Put him uh, in a body bag! <laughs> but they're a boxer. So they're both going to be boxing against each other. One of them is undefeated um, and has never lost. The other one... I want to say Connor has lost two UFC fights. Yeah, Connor's lost before. Floyd Mayweather could possibly go down in history as the best pound for pound fighter on earth. There's a no, yeah. you can make that argument. I'm not going to make that argument for him because he's a defensive fighter, and I like the sure. offensive style of going toe to toe with somebody and knocking him out. So, Floyd Mayweather, that's the guy who had that big fight with Manny Pacquiao yes, a while ago. That right? big farce oh, yeah. of a fight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was ever in like 20 seconds. No, it, no, it that, went the distance. No. What am I? They hard. Of? It was like. You're thinking about Ronda Rousey. I'm thinking about Ronda Rousey. A slap fight. I mean, they were dodging. There was a lot of hugging. Yeah. yeah. But that's Mayweather's style. If you ever watch a Mayweather fight, he Kill him with kindness. Do- dodges tons and tons. He'll he'll get in his punches when he wants to. Okay. But he's able to dodge enough where the opponent can't land any hits on him. It's interesting to me because he's a southpaw, McGregor. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's a knockout artist. So <clears throat> the thought is that oh, he's not going to be able to hit Floyd because Floyd's that defensive dancer, fighter. He's going to dodge in, pop, pop, move out. Dodge in, pop, 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 move out. You know. Yeah. If you don't think Connor's not going to hit him at least a few times in the fight, you're crazy. Connor's going to hit him. So the question is, if he catches him clean once, it could change the landscape of everything. That's why I think it's interesting. I'm I'm not going to pay the money for it. You going to place did, a bet? Did, uh, no, no. Did you catch the money? breakdown or the potential money breakdown because it's not official no i didn't but i assumed that both of them would be 
getting enough where they didn't have to do anything else for the rest of their well, lives. Well, yeah, Floyd Floyd, <laughs> Floyd already can't. Yeah. Already is that. I mean, he makes literal $500,000 bets on outcomes of the craziest things. <laughs> and it just when he cashes them out, he makes the biggest deal. When he wins one, he walks up. Cash and, money. Yeah, walks out with 500 cash with his security guards. Jesus. Incredible. It's so funny. Well, Con- Floyd Mayweather is an unbelievable person. Yeah, that's like, a, that sounds insane. Not in a good way or anything. Just but unbelievable. Yeah, kind of unbelievable. Right? So yeah. the money breakdown goes like this. You ever you know who Darren Ravel is? He's an ESPN financial Las Vegas guru. Anything about overnight TV ratings or okay. anything with huge money deals, Darren Ravel's the first one to break the, follow him on Twitter. Okay. He's he'll come out with some really interesting stuff that you'll you'll like. Anyway, <clears throat> He estimates the breakdown because you know Floyd's going to make the the lion's share. Yeah, this is what he's thinking. Floyd will get around two hundred and twenty million for the fight if they can get four million people to buy it on pay per view, which they will. That's what bought the Pacquiao fight was four million. Mm. Okay, they're going to get more than that. Two hundred and twenty million to Floyd, a hundred and thirty million to Connor. So the difference right there, ninety million dollars. Jesus, difference. Yeah. Speaking of, but I'm I know put a pen in ninety million because that's going to come up later. <laughs> okay, okay, put a pen in it. And then the UFC because the UFC is having a partnership with Showtime and boxing. Yeah. The UFC is going to get forty five million dollars. So they're just going to like that's such an insane amount of money. Trinkle them down forty five million, while Floyd takes two twenty. Yeah, Jeez. it's crazy. So is this uh, as a uh, the this blending of boxing and UFC ever happened before? No, never. No, it's just. Very the str- reason why it's happening is because of trash talk between the two of them. Are you kidding? No, it's the reason. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Literally. No. That's awesome. Well, my opinion is the reason it's happening is for that, the, what I just well, said. Yeah, that oh, money. okay. <laughs> but yeah, they knew the money would be there. I, they thought about it a long time ago. So they thought, so I know Floyd and uh, Connor will have a drink after this and be thinking of to each other, man, how we got all these people to pay for this. This yeah. is incredible. Man, I had a lot of time on my hands when I was at the beach. And I, when it broke, <clears throat> my daughter was trying to sleep. We had a hotel room that was too small. We'll just say that. We're all trying to sleep in the same small area. Yeah. One of them wasn't sleeping well, so I had to leave the rooms until she fell asleep. I came across the conference call that you can listen to on SoundCloud, actually. Mm-hmm. The conference call between Dana White, the head of the UFC, um, the head of Floyd Mayweather's promotion company and then the head of Showtime Boxing was taking a conference call between every major reporter in the country. Okay, So they're fielding all – it's a 35-minute conference call if you're someone that's super interested in this topic. They go over everything from the rules that the fight's going to have. It will be 100% boxing rules. Mm. One of the guys asked the question, what if Connor goes crazy and goes nuts and starts throwing kicks and elbows? What happens then? Yeah, I well, read about that. Well – you think Floyd's not going to sue the hell out of him and every single penny of everything will be forfeited from Connor to Floyd. So that there's what Dana White said is that literally will not happen. Connor likes money too much. So Connor's not going to break the rules and start, Beating you know, shit. drop kicking somebody. So does yeah. anybody like, does anybody care who wins or do they just want to see a fight? Cause I don't really follow what the big question is. What he and I were briefly talking about was, does Connor really have a chance? Because Floyd Mayweather, if you know nothing about him and you just heard he could be the best boxer ever, you're going to put anybody that's never boxed a professional boxing match in the ring with what could be the best boxer ever mm. and Mayweather's think that that person has a chance? That's kind of where the intrigue is. Is People have seen Conor McGregor. Google Conor McGregor on YouTube and see Conor McGregor knockout. He throw one punch and catch you on the chin. He doesn't even have to catch you flush. If he pops your chin, you're out. Well, the the other thing is with boxing, and this has happened for a long, long time. With boxing, um, <clears throat> before the actual match happens, there's a lot and a lot of training. Yeah. But some of that you get to see on the TV. So you might be changing your mind slightly when you see Conor McGregor and the way he's training and think, oh, he actually might have a chance now. And then you place your bet on him or you pay for pay-per-view because you think he's going to end up winning the fight. So that's that's what I like about boxing, the fact that people can change their minds so quickly just because of watching all the training that the two of them go through. So quick question. 
based on what we have said so far, either our case about anything, are you intrigued to either look more up or watch it? Yeah, I mean, that sounds like it's kind of a part of history if it's the first time that those two things have ever mixed. Like, it's like a, it's like a cultural moment. What's like. your take on it? If I find someone with pay per view, I'll go watch that fight. Yeah, I'm not paying for it either. Well, another like, thing that I heard: Would you be willing to kick in like five or ten dollars to a pool of people paying for it? Because that's a lot of what's going to happen. Mm, yeah, that's not a lot. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, There's going to be a lot of bars that are going to charge ten dollars a head to get in and watch it, and it's only going to cost them a hundred bucks. If I had, they're f- going to make thousands. If I had a friend who was like, "Hey, yeah, come over, just like pitching like five or ten dollars, and we're going to watch this fight," and be like. Yeah, I mean, people are going to be talking about this for a while. It's like August 26th. I might be a little bit off on the date. 25th. You're right there. August, end of August. My birthday's the 24th, so it's right after my birthday. That's awesome. So, um, cool. Birthday present. Maybe I'll buy the fight. So you for sure got Mayweather. (laughs) Man, I I don't know. Stop. Because I feel like, you know, uh, if anybody, like, really cared about the outcome of this, they wouldn't be crippling McGregor so much, right? Or am I just talking out of my ass? What do you mean? I mean, like, if you're telling him he can't fight by his... I don't know how these are normally... boxing boxing purists. People that are more boxing fans than they are MMA fans are saying he doesn't have a chance. It's the MMA people that are coming in and saying, "Whoa, whoa, 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 hang on. Have you yeah. seen what this kid can do?" So yeah, but that's... also you're kind of just standing up for your brand, though. Yeah, it of seems course, a lot like... of course, yeah, and that's again the intrigue. That's where the audience comes from. That's where the hundred hundred twenty five dollar pay per view comes from. Yeah, dang, that's a lot. Yeah, man, hundred twenty five dollars. It was yeah, it was ninety nine for. Uh, Pacquiao, Mayweather. Mm. But again, does like anybody involved with this fight care who wins? No. Well, Floyd does. Well, Floyd does, sure. Because right now he's unbeaten. He's 49-0 and 0 in boxing matches. And he's coming out of retirement, quote-unquote, to fight this technical boxing match. Now, it's not for his championship belt. So if he loses, it's not like Conor becomes the champion. But if he loses, it's a loss, a boxing loss on his record. Mm-hmm. Sure. So... I, and, and then it means a rematch. And it's that's fiftieth game. <clears throat> that's probably mm. going to be twice the ticket. You know. Yeah. Dang. So, Floyd is so such a snake with money. It would be, I think, ignorant not to think that this wasn't a money grab. A lot of people are talking about it, like pleading people, please don't buy it, please don't buy it, <laughs> please, please don't buy it. But yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far. Sounds exciting. I think it's going to be super interesting. Super interesting. I've got really. This is interesting. Everybody, have you heard what Burger King's doing with the milkshakes? You mentioned it for a second beforehand, but I, I had never heard anything about it. Do you have a Burger King that you frequent? No, I, no. I never go to yep. Burger King ever. Really, really? Oh, You're not man. a croissant with break- breakfast. Their breakfast. Their breakfast. Oh my god, their breakfast is on point. I have not yeah. been to a Burger King in literally like over five years. Man, croissant witch with hash browns. Mm. I don't think I've been to the same Burger King twice in like five years. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's one in Maryville where I live, and I can't remember the last time I went to that place. I think they had a Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius promotion going on. <laughs> Whoa. Which was 2001. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah, or I just have a terrible memory. <laughs> could have been but last week, but... It could have been last week. <laughs> could have been this morning. Everything's a fever dream. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Burger King and their milkshakes, they've got, like, a cereal thing going on. Okay. Uh They've had a Fruit Loop milkshake for a little while. See, that's you the, remember Fruit Loops? Yeah, I remember Fruit Loops. Okay, wait, okay. are they gone? <laughs> are they gone? Happened? No, they're you, still around. You say it like they passed away. Well, <laughs> moment of silence. Rest in peace, Fruit Loops. Yeah, are, yeah. <laughs> we all remember moment of Fruit Loops. No, but I, I don't know. I don't know how you are into the Fruit Loop game. I mean, I've had Fruit Loops. I, I, it's not been one of my main cereals though. I remember the two cans. So you're like okay. a Fruit Loops agnostic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so what about Lucky Charms? Lucky Charms, also been a little bit to Lucky Charms. Oh, I love Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. Yeah. Okay, so how about a Lucky Charms milkshake? See, I, I can't. It. I can't see how that tastes though, because a lot Lucky Charms is like see, it's like marshmallow, guys, and then just like you let know me tell you, they're not putting the oats. I'm gonna tell you exactly how it tastes. Okay. Okay. It tastes like 740 calories. <laughs> what? It tastes like 107 grams of sugar. Oh man! And it tastes like 17 grams of fat. So I'm gonna drink it. How much it. sugar? 107 oh. grams. All right, but 
<laughs> and didn't yeah, you say I'm, something in an episode about a kid dying from his drinking Mountain Dew? I'll take two, please. <laughs> I'll take two. Yeah, it's going to taste like that. Which that all those numbers mean it's going to taste delicious. That's Unbelievable, man! And they're selling them like crazy. That's amazing. Of course, probably in the South where people are drinking them like. <sighs> but like Joe is saying, can I have some Detroit mayonnaise the- balls? You going to put the oats? In it? Yeah, no, that's... of course they're not putting the oats in it. It's just, just marshmallow. Yeah, just pure marshmallow. marshmallow. Oh, okay. That, that, I mean, it's hey, called I a the, marsh, the marshmallow goodness. So mm. you got milk, which is a key component of milkshake, yeah, and so then cream. you got Lucky Charms marshmallows and some cream and ice cream. So that's basically like what people order at Starbucks, right? Yeah, I guess so. Correct. Oh, <laughs> that's probably correct. where they got the idea. Yeah, no kidding. Are those the only two that they have? Um, that's the only two that they have right now, but they're going to get deep into the cereal game because they see success from Ben and Jerry's. You guys, Ben and Jerry's enthusiasts? Yeah, Ben and Jerry's. Yeah? I don't know if so you've heard of but I've been there. Chubby Wubby Monkey is like one of their of course. big time. Yeah, that's, okay. one their, that's one of their top. Okay, so they're also in the Fruit Loop game, okay? Mm-hmm. And they have Frosted Flakes, Cocoa Pebbles, and Fruit Loops as cereal-flavored ice creams that Ben and Jerry's currently is carrying, and they're loving their partnership with Kellogg's so that they can keep going deeper. Wait, okay, Man, I hold s- on, hold on. Cocoa Pebbles ice cream is chocolate ice cream. It would have, it would have to be. Because yeah. Cocoa Pebbles is it's pure chocolate. Do you, yeah. think, do you think it's going to have, like, chunks or anything in it? Does it? Oh, it could have It chunks. would have to have yeah. pieces of like Cocoa Chris Pebbles. Right. Otherwise, it's yeah. just chocolate ice cream. <laughs> chocolate ice cream. <laughs> exactly. V- very good point, Lee. Yeah. yeah. I think that's crazy. I mean... How many more? What's what's your what was your favorite cereal as a kid? Um. Oh man, they had this promotional cereal for some Lion King movie. <laughs> it was like it's a Moan and Pumbaa feature. Maybe they like got like a cartoon. Lion King or one something. and a half. I don't oh. know if it was one and a half. One and a half is the one that has. They had a TV, like a TV Pride. show, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, it is. Was, it was called like Mud and Bugs, and it was basically Lucky Charms, but the instead of like oats, you had like. Um, like chocolate some stuff because kind of yeah. like cocoa pebbles but they're like shaped like bugs or something mm. and it was just chocolate and sugar and i was on board for it nice <laughs> cool yeah i always grew up on uh those uh captain crunch berries oh yeah mm. so, so, you, so when you want to hear one of those flavors going i'll tr- i'll go try that you go crunch berries i will go if they get if they get crunch, crunch berries have you cotton. ever seen the family guy episode where they cut to a a scene of Captain Crunch sitting somewhere and he looks at the camera and he's like, I do not cut the roof of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Awesome. Isn't that good? You being a Captain Crunch enthusiast, yeah. get it. Because I love him too and it does. Yeah. yeah kinda it'll scrape, up, it'll yeah. scrape up the roof of your mouth if you eat them too True. fast. Yeah. But that makes sense. That's brilliant. That's hilarious. I would love to see a Raisin Bran milkshake. Oh, no. God. Stop. Raisin Bran milkshake? Let me, let me clarify. I would love to to see it <laughs> okay i would love that this exists okay yeah would just I so you can laugh drink at it? it i mean probably but would i enjoy it probably it could probably other people it would probably take the place of your metamucil supplement yeah <laughs> i would be so regular you guys would not believe everybody have you heard about how damn hot it is in phoenix no i haven't heard anything about this you so you ever been to phoenix no, I've never. I, I've barely been west of the this. This has to be a record for how many times Arizona has come up, though, That's on our what, podcast. But I, I, I thought it was interesting because of how many times we've had guests on and asked them, "What's your favorite state?" and they yeah. say Arizona. Really? So it three of our guests yeah. have said Arizona. So <clears throat> it's Do funny. Three, three of the five. I think three of the five that we've asked said have said Arizona. And what was their least favorite? They both said the least favorite. The same. I think two. one of them said New York. Yeah, one of them said New York because I remember listening to that episode. But man, one of my what is one the other one? of them said one? California. Oh yeah, I wanted to slap. And we the argued hell out that. Of it. So, <laughs> so anyway, Phoenix. It's so damn hot in Phoenix that it's grounding flights. So, have you guys ever flown out of like Knoxville Airport? Yeah. You know the small planes that they have in and out of there for the most part. Yeah. You're flying somewhere important. You've got to fly to Charlotte or to. Um, Atlanta or somewhere to get on a bigger plane, and the plane that you're on in Knoxville is an American Eagle branded plane. Mm. You ever been on an American Eagle flight? Uh, no, I've only I've only ever been on uh, one flight, and it was not from McGee Tyson, but I've been there to pick people up. So okay, I know, the, I know the planes you're talking. You about. You know what I'm talking? It's like a yeah, smaller yeah. plane where one side there's one seat, and the other side there's two seats. Yeah, like yeah. it's a really small plane. Taking many naps on those planes. So those planes can only operate at 118 degrees Fahrenheit, apparently. So they those small 
flights cannot be flying in and out of Phoenix between the hours of 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. Because it's so hot? Because it's so hot, and they're afraid it's going to sh- shut down the plane and make it malfunction, and people just... So, yeah, it's like a, the heat like ruins the tech, and it's not something with like aerodynamics? No, no, no. It's something with the plane itself okay. is not functional at a degree above 118. That's so crazy. the Boeings and the Airbuses that are up there, the bigger planes, can operate at 126 and 127 degrees, respectively. Okay. But these little smaller... Like I said, two on one side and one on seat on the other side planes. 118 degrees is their max. So it's grounding. Point. It's grounding all these planes because <laughs> it's a melting point. <laughs> so the all-time record for um, heat in Phoenix. Anybody know? No, I have no idea. Uh, I would, let me take a guess. 127. I was going to guess 134. Ooh, a little hot. Ooh. 120. 122. Oh. Wow. Oh, I didn't go over. Yeah, you didn't go over. Boom, you you won the Price is Right. Okay, <laughs> let's right. let's do one more thing. Yeah, All let's right. do another Price is Right <laughs> style. All right. All right, we're going to start on this side of the room this time. All right. Okay. What year was the hottest one? 1994. Uh, 86. 2014. I thought you were going to go with one penny. Um, 1990. Hmm. So, 86 wins it I'm Drew Carey now. Wait, no. He- <laughs> so, it actually happened... <laughs> It happened twice in 1990, 122 degrees, and then once in 1995, 122 degrees. Mm, dang. So, anyway. It'd be crazier stat if you said it was like the winter of... Like, <laughs> it was the year was... 1800 before they even had planes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be even funnier if I would have said yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah man. Like two weeks ago. That'd be fair, though. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. So so um, so damn hot. How hot is it there right now? Like, what what are they seeing? How hot is it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a um, a clip of the weatherman, the local weatherman in Phoenix. Yeah. At 10 p.m., showing a tweet that he tweets out with a screenshot of 103 degrees at 10 p.m. At 10 p.m. 10 p.m. That's oh, the time he, for sleeping. The only time that people can go out and mow their grass is at like 2 in the morning when Jesus. it's when it's only. Okay, do they even have know, grass in Arizona? But they the, the water that they're using. We talked about water on our last episode. Water. 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 So <clears throat> 2 a.m. is the only time you can go out and do yard work when it's, when it's you know, only 95 degrees. Well, oh, when do you God. water your lawn? They don't have water there. You just don't. Why would you waste it? It's going to evaporate before it gets to it. <laughs> Unless you're just standing on top of it, spraying down. It's like fair. You use a sprinkler. <laughs> Only power wash my yard. <laughs> I, don't get, I don't get why people choose to live in such extreme heat. It baffles me. Yeah. I, can't, I can't do heat. I'm a, I would much rather be like freezing than burning. Yeah. Whoa, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, you can I always get warmer. I guess I'm, I'm of the you same. You can always thought. put clothes on, but you can't. There's a certain there's a threshold. There's well, a you, threshold. You can't instantly get cooler, but right, you can yeah. instantly get warmer theoretically. Yeah. So that's something that I've always mm. tried to tell myself is if I had the blankets, I could be warmer. But it's not like I'm going to have a portable air conditioner that I can just blow on my face mm-hmm. when exactly. I need it. So mm. anyway, you've got something that's really cool, man. Everybody, have you heard? Okay, so I read this article earlier this week about Facebook, and they have these uh, things for analyzing uh, chat, and it learns from talking to people, and they can use they use it with actual people sometime, and people can actually talk to it. And they gave the chat, it paired it up with a copy of itself. So the two chats started talking, and through the two chats talking to each other, they invented their own language. So they chat back and forth with audible noises. No, uh, through text. So, so okay. they, it, yeah, they're sending like uh, text messages to the to each other, and they're talking to each other. And through this process, they've made up their own language that they talk in. So, how do they have proof that it's a language and not gibberish? Do they, are they finding commonalities in the? Yeah, things they're, that they're, they're like, they're, yeah, they're like keys to it, and you can see how it like develops over time too, which is insane. So this one chat bot. Because it's it's itself, it's a copy of itself, invented its own language to talk to itself, which is kind of insane. And we, and no one told it to do that; it just did it on its own. It but don't it. our I know that my four year old does the same thing. I guess that's kind of fair. Just makes <laughs> up words. She makes up, and she has friends. 
Yeah, yeah, it, but it, it's, kind of, it's kind of incredible that it was it, it was smart enough that to she learn. can communicate with. Yeah, because yeah. computers. <laughs> no, that I'm saying that that yeah. analogy because that's scary as hell because it's very similar to a human brain. My daughter's human brain works that way, mm. where she has she has made up words to me and come up. She's come up and poked me in the side and called me a lucid. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I mean, it fits. And I, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Classic Luke kid. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, you call him how you see him. But <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm thinking to myself, what in the hell did she just say? And again, same type of thing in what you're saying. She's coming up with something in her in her head, a language that makes sense to communicate with whoever the hell she's communicating <laughs> with. All the Lucids of the world. So that, in a way, is what that computer did. Yeah, because yeah. never before have we had a movie where uh, little girls take over the world. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. By poking you in the side. By poking you in calling you a Lucid. Yeah. It's, you know, a self-deprecating thing. That really if somebody tells me that that's like some evil demon from a Mediterranean religion, I'm going to be very, very disappointed. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of demons in movies... Everybody, have you heard? So the mummy, right? Okay. We've all seen the promos. Yeah. Yeah. Starring, uh, and I say this unabashedly, my favorite actor, Tom Cruise. Unabashedly, he says. Unabashedly, yeah. yeah. Joe loves him some Tom Cruise. I love Tom Cruise. He's a crazy man, but he's a a damn fine actor. Okay. He's insane. So tell us about the mummy before I quiz you on some Tom Cruise stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, that's not going to end well. Um, (laughs) Probably for me. So we, mummy came out, had a giant budget. I think it was like... Uh, upwards of 435 with production costs Jeez. and Whoa. million, not just yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, not like pesos. Yeah, not pesos. <laughs> huge budget, huge marketing budget. Like you know, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing the the mummy posters, um, and it tanked. You know, critics like ripped it apart, tore it to shreds. Said it was awful. Said it was like you know just a jumbled mess. So a lot of people didn't go see it. It was. I think I read that it was Tom Cruise's biggest opening overseas, which is interesting because hmm. it didn't do well here domestically, but overseas it did like kind of okay. Do you know what it opened versus? We had an episode. It opened either the same weekend or the weekend after Wonder Woman. Okay, that's yeah, that's rough. So it did not have a fair shake because we were talking on an episode of upcoming movies in the summer, mm-hmm. and The Mummy was one of them, and we listed off a bunch of others. And I just was curious. I mean, Hayden Hell just talked about Wonder Woman last episode, yeah. so yeah, there's yeah. a there's a lot more to talk about with Wonder Woman. So people are going to want to go see it, right? right. Yeah. So the Mummy lost ninety five million dollars, which is a a huge hit to Universal uh, financially, but b also because Universal is trying to start their own franchise with yeah. the Dark Universe. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> now personally. I'm really excited for this. I think that's like a really the cool dark concept. universe. The dark universe, a dumb name, whatever. I think it's a cool concept. Conjoined monster movies like Marvel movies, but without Robert Downey Jr. I'm on board. Got Bring it. it to me. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen now. But boy. If, with the Mummy underperforming so drastically, critically and financially, uh, I don't know if that's going to continue on past yeah. the ones they've already like that started f- that shooting. Makes it, I guess. That makes it feel like it's dead. But yeah, you think? I, do you think it's because of? <clears throat> those viewers of the old mummy movies thinking that it'd be something like it. Yeah. So I saw the mummy. Like, was it a total reboot or like where they redid everything or did they just redo okay. it? So, you know how the original mummy with Boris Karloff, it's like, you know, pretty claustrophobic and like, you know, you're like in the tomb and the mummy's like following them around and like, it doesn't you know, like super travel outside of that genre of like kind of being like close quarters creepiness. And then we have the Brendan Fraser mummy, which is very much Indiana Jones. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's an adventure movie, not like a horror movie necessarily. And then we have Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Uh, and it's very like action-y. It has some cool horror parts, but it's like mostly an action Is it movie. like Mission Impossible type mummy? <laughs> not- <laughs> is that why it bombed? Not quite. Like that's that's but, a semi-serious question. Uh, I, I don't... It didn't really feel like Mission Impossible to me, although... Chris McQuarrie, who directed and at least the first three, maybe more of the Mission Impossibles, was a credited writer on this. And there's rumors that Tom Cruise kind of went nuts on set and didn't let anybody like do anything without his approval. And he had like very like vice like creative control over it. That's mm, weird. Sounds par for the course. Yeah, it sounds like Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it will be very interesting if Universal lets us 
stop them or not. Because the mummy, I mean, I think critics these days, and I'm going to get on a soapbox here, I think critics these days either love a movie or they think it's just absolute garbage. Oh, yeah, I agree. Like, there's no binary. There's no, like, in the middle, it's okay. It's, like, it's either it's changing the landscape or it's absolute trash. Correct. There, uh, there was also an online movement against the new Mummy movie. Oh, no. yeah, because of... There, there were people that were upset that they were making a Mummy movie that didn't have Brendan Fraser in it. Like, they, just as a joke. Like, literally, this <laughs> no. is an entire joke cause. Because no one actually cares about Brendan Fraser. But everyone, everyone... <laughs> <laughs> right. But everyone just... Encino did... Man. Encino mm. Man. With Pauly Shore. I'm telling you. Uh, Looney Tunes back in action. Oh, my God. Oh, my... But yeah, so they had this whole online movement where they're like, we're not going to watch a new Mummy movie unless it has Brendan Fraser in it. Wow. Yeah, so there was a movement against this movie online. I was actually going to, again, another semi-serious question that I didn't want to interrupt was going to be, is it this Brendan Fraser backlash? Mm. But then I'm thinking, no, that, that there's no way in hell that's right, yeah, because I mean, this but, is Tom Cruise we're talking about. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a totally Cruise. separate movie in, like entirely, right? It's no, just yeah, 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 yeah. Mummy. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was what I, again, when we announced it on our show as one of the upcoming movies of the summer, the article that I read about it said it was supposed to be exactly a redo of Brendan Fraser's Mummy. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Because it has a lot of, like, the, like, Tom Cruise's character isn't an archaeologist. Like, they call him a reboot. That's why I said that. Like, it was literally supposed to be a reboot of Brendan Fraser's Mummy. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that and if it was supposed to i get why people might have taken some ire to have it. you seen the scorpion king which came off of the mummy i've seen, yeah, I've seen scorpion, scorpion king. king 2 rise of the warrior <laughs> the, the but B i movie that went straight to dvd yes but i have not seen the original scorpion king well it came from and the i mummy. will not defend myself because <laughs> my next question mummy was going returns. to be do you think that there's going to be a mummy returns and a scorpion king coming i don't blockbuster style because of the failure of this one you know, I don't know if we'll see a return of the mummy, per se. I don't want to spoil too much of the movie because even if you know people have no intention of seeing it, I still don't like to spoil movies. But um, the mummy is kind of wrapped up. There's Tom Cruise has an interesting arc that they leave kind of open ended. He gonna be Dracula? <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil anything. Um, but I mean, this is supposed to set off a franchise or werewolf, werewolf Wolfman. Wolfman uh, they have Bride of Frankenstein planned, which oh. I think is kind of interesting. I want to see Frankenstein. I want to see Dracula and, and uh, Wolfman. I want to see a really dark and not over-action-y Frankenstein. Because I think that would be amazing. I never saw... Did you ever see Victor Frankenstein? I agree with you. Like, Bill Nye needs to play the scientist. That'd be nuts. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it? Have you guys yeah. ever read Frankenstein? Yeah. Yeah. I have not. Frankenstein is really dark and just very... Re- it's really slow. It's not, like, really action-y at all. So, like, if yeah, they made it really... kind of a bleak read. <clears throat> yeah, and, but it's... I would love to see that in a movie form. I think it'd be really cool. I would love to see Bill Nye as the, the <laughs> scientist with Frankenstein. But, yeah, um, okay, so... Dr. The... Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. It's Frankenstein. 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 The mummy, like, so it wasn't that bad, right? Don't you have some, like, deep, deep depth of Gene Wilder movie knowledge? I I love or you Gene claimed, Wilder. Claimed it. <laughs> you did claim that. <laughs> no, 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 I heard that. I heard. I heard you. Did don't I claim you it about Gene Wilder or specifically Willy Wonka? Will, no, you. Well, you were talking about Willy Wonka, and you were right. You go to the Taffy Puller. Yeah, of course I was. Right. Stephen TV. You know what was his name? Mike TV. Mike TV went to the Taffy Puller to get pulled back to normal size. Okay. And the girl got juiced. And it's so funny because it's my my daughter's favorite movie right now. It's great. Movie. The original Willy Wonka. The original. We don't talk about the Johnny Depp with the one with Johnny Depp is weird. Not, not even. It's right. different. And yeah, it's. I'm like. It's I'm, for I'm a different. I'm right it's for a different group. Yeah, it's it not terrible. It's but not like, for the people still... who like Willy Wonka. No, it's it's terrible because you can't understand a word that the Oompa Loompas are saying in their songs. Oh, that's fair. And in the Gene Wilder version, they there's put the, captions. They put the words on screen, <laughs> so you know. My four year old has all of the Oompa Loompa songs memorized. Oh my god, they're almost all the same. Because they walk through He's it, not and, wrong. <laughs> you know. My two-year-old can almost do it. It's so so adorable. But anyway, Gene Wilder knowledge over here. I heard you say that. I swear I did. I heard you, <laughs> you did say that, Joe. Yeah, we're did talking I confirm? Young oh, Frankenstein. Yeah, so. I do. I do love. Uh, I really didn't think that was going to come up in our episode, but I remember hearing that this morning. Yeah, pulling <laughs> so, well, out the receipts. How about that? Uh, yeah. Well, they they tried to make the Dracula movie. Dracula Untold with Luke Evans as Dracula, but then no one liked it. So the rumor is they nixed it from being part of Dark Universe entirely, huh. even though that was supposed to start it off. Yeah, that was actually the actual start of the uh, 
well, just shows how much it the, was like, like the marketing they, didn't work. I didn't. Even, I don't even remember hearing about it personally. Yeah, yeah it came out in 2012, I think. So it was, a, it was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I might have that date. Right. I, I, I remember when it came out, but like, I it's a movie I didn't see. Yeah, like I was like, oh, okay, and I didn't expect it to be part of a franchise. Mm. Yeah, and then they came out with. I don't think Victor Frankenstein was even like part of this conversation, but they did come out with that uh, last year, year before, with yeah. Daniel Radcliffe and. James McAvoy? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I think James McAvoy was in that. But yeah, anyway, it was, I, it was James McAvoy. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if Dark Universe <laughs> had to be continues or not. I hope it does. It was a cool concept. Mummy was not a terrible movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but I don't, you also enjoyed Batman versus Superman. Uh, we don't want to open that can of worms. <laughs> so normally you rate um, sandwiches on your show. Yeah, so we do. You're gonna have to rate this movie for the yes. listeners. Okay. How many bushels of wheat? Oh, yeah. how many bushels of wheat? Yeah, how many yeah. absolutely. Wheat? How many bushels of wheat? I'm gonna give it like I'm gonna give it a six and a half out of ten. Because I'm comparing it to your latest sandwich, which you gave a nine. <laughs> I've got that was such a good sandwich. Um, but and I know you gave him a nine point one. <laughs> oh yeah, God, you that was so ass. good. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I mean, like it wasn't. It didn't do anything new. And it didn't do. I didn't think it did anything. Now that to, I mentioned the whole reboot from Brendan Fraser, does it do anything for the way no, that you watched no, it? Or? Not really. I think because I kind of knew that it was gonna tr- like throw some bones to the Brendan Fraser movie, but kind of do its own thing. And I think it kind of does. It has it has some really cool moments. Like I'm not, there's a part where the mummy like first wakes up and is like like crawling towards some hapless victims and it's cool like it's great i haven't seen anything like that in a summer blockbuster 435 million dollars better have some cool parts you would think right (laughs) what are they doing with that money and i mean like it's it's a summer blockbuster it's not going to change your life oh it's going to the church of scientology don't even it's my (laughs) yeah oh my god oh jeez tom cruise don't come out of the closet (laughs) you guys remember that episode of south park (laughs) have you guys uh, anyway Everybody, have you heard? Don't know how new it is. Saw it the other day. I, it's on Netflix. Sarah Silverman's. Uh, you know who Sarah Silverman is, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, her stand-up routine. I don't know if it, again if it was something that was recent or if it's something that was old that just recently got put on Netflix. So anyway, Sarah Silverman is who she is. I'm yeah. not like endorsing nor denying <laughs> Sarah <laughs> Silverman, but she tells this story about squirrels. So. Um, hmm. I heard the story. Heard the story about squirrels. The theory about uh, why we have we have so many trees on Earth because of squirrels. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't heard heard the story. You haven't heard the theory. I'm not going to spoil it, but go for it. So, have you heard that squirrels can only find twenty percent of the nuts that they hide? Yeah, (laughs) only twenty percent. The way that she puts it is, squirrels are so coked out. (laughs) <laughs> that they can only remember where they put two out of every ten <laughs> acorns. Okay. Squirrels plant trees, y'all. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. Squirrels bury nuts and cannot remember where they find them. And that's where we and get, that's that's where where we get, get trees. That's incredible. Every Walnut tree trees. Ever. And it's so it's crazy. Hilarious. Oh, my God. I thought so, that was really oh funny. Man. It's so funny listening to her. Yeah, she does yeah, this been, face I've, about. I've, I've never watched her stand up. I watched like the first five minutes once, and then I had to like leave or something. Uh, but I've never watched like her. I've seen her in movies and TV shows, but never, never her stand up. It's on it, Netflix. It's good. It's okay. pretty aggressive. It's, it's pretty aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I think I watched like five minutes of her one that she has on HBO. If you've got thin skin noticed. or you blush easily, you don't. Yeah, you told me a story the other night of, uh, of one that she told, and it was her uh, sister's experience in yeah. a co-ed dorm at Boston University. Yeah, I didn't hear this. That's a oh, bit much. I can't tell it. Yeah, that's well, not one for the podcast. Oh, well, I mean, I could, but that one's a little bit much for the podcast. Maybe, it, maybe during story time, <laughs> <laughs> might make it there. It, it, that's an appropriately appropriately rated segment. Yeah, for a story like that. So you said you wanted to say something about. The White House, right? Yeah, so... Um, Everybody, have you heard? So one of my favorite people, Sean Spicer, America's sweetheart, uh, <laughs> is like, there's rumors circulating that he's going to be promoted, which means he's not going to be the press secretary anymore, which means he can't be the mouthpiece of the Trump administration. Yeah. And so, that's a promotion. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I might be wrong on the titles, but I think the director of communications is leaving yeah. or something. So the rumor is they're going to promote Spicy up there. 
so he doesn't ever speak to the public ever again. Old spicy. Man. Even though he's been doing such yeah, a I'm bang gonna, up job. I'm going to miss him so much. I know. The Bushes thing? God. It's... No, what you're going to miss is the Melissa McCarthy exactly. joke. Exactly. Uh, exactly. That's true. what makes it so good. Exactly. And plus just, I, I mean, every day I'll just watch a video of him and it's just absolutely nuts. The man's always sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He, Poor guy. he glistens well. Yeah. He's, he has a nice sheen. He has, lights. He has the hardest job in America. So I, yeah. you know, poor Spicy. I want to get. I want to give Spicy all the like you know, slack I can, but at some point he's got to start helping himself. And maybe this promotion's the thing for him. Yeah, he's a, a ridiculous guy. He's like the henchman in a the sympathetic henchman in a Bond movie that you kind of want to see succeed, even though Blofeld's gonna blow up Canada. <laughs> <laughs> the what a way to put henchman. it. So. <laughs> Yeah, man. He kind of nailed what spicy is. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. How do I move on from that? Everybody, have you heard? Last thing on the list about Uber. So I feel like we talk about Uber or something Uber related every yeah. other episode. Uber, Lyft, somebody. Always that, the big companies. And that communication yeah. or transportation thing. Um, so they're going, under, going through a bunch of crap right now because their CEOs under uh, fire for sexual harassment claims and you heard this yeah yeah you have yeah. you mm-hmm. you have yeah. on that it's all over Twitter yeah I mean it's everywhere yeah yeah if you've seen a headline about uber that's what it is, that's what it is. they're trying to get headlines for different reasons now with the idea of doing something that apparently Lyft has done for a long time which is adding the ability to tip your driver I didn't know I've taken maybe two ubers in my life and it was paid for by somebody else. I just rat, rode in the back seat. I didn't have to sit next to the. Yeah, I never. I've never paid for an Uber like you're saying. I've, yeah, I've, 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 I've taken, ridden with someone who I, has. I've taken yeah. one Uber, and it was a free Uber that you get for the first time you download the app. Mm-hmm. There you go. So that's 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 all I've ever gotten, and it was once in Nashville. Hmm. Yeah, just to go to like a music venue from where we parked for a concert. Right. Yeah. But other than that, I, I'm not super familiar with it. So, I, Joe, you ever done Uber? Uh, yeah, I've done Uber. Uh, I was in DC. For a while, staying with some family, and we Uber around there. Were you sexually harassed? I was not. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, I'm. I am what the kids call a white male. So, oh my. Uh, I don't. I don't think I receive as much as that yeah. as someone else might. As a female brand, yeah. In in an Uber vehicle. In an Uber, yeah. yeah. Specifically in an Uber. Anywhere else, you know, it's out of control. Well, specifically but. at that company, because that's what the CEO's getting in some hot water for. Is all this inappropriate conversation that he's been Hmm. having personally trying to talk girls into different things um anyway he's doing some things not on the level uh asked being asked to step away while a board of people does the name eric holder do anything for you guys yeah former attorney general former attorney general eric holder okay under the obama administration Mm. yeah you're impressed i knew that levi badass (laughs) lawyer now He's he's in a private practice, like partner at a law firm that is now part of the um, board of directors, I guess that you could call, with Uber. Because this guy, Travis Kalanick is his name, is the CEO of Uber, was trying to do like five jobs at once that normally a CFO, a CEO, um, CEO. head of stores, COO, whatever you call them, all of those guys would do differently Um like you know growth division omni division well all these different divisions he was trying to do by him was causing him a whole bunch of stress and it was causing him to act out and do things he shouldn't do so this board the first um suggestion that they have is adding some positions adding this position adding that position um for oversight i have an oversight committee for all these different things they change all these rules the company basically grew too fast and got too big that kalanick didn't have a forethought of that idea. Yeah, of new structure. Of a structure. Right. Yeah. Of a of a like a vice president structure to go down mm. down to the people. Um so it got out of control for him, <clears throat> turned into some stuff he couldn't handle. And and now they're trying to take headlines away with adding this tip tip feature to the cars, uh to the drivers. It's gonna pilot in Seattle, Minneapolis and Houston, but should be everywhere that Uber is offered by the end of July. Yeah, I mean, you should be able to tip your driver. I think it's done. Like, the entire idea that you can't is kind of ridiculous. Well, a lot of the reason that the, the, at least the biggest backlash that Uber is getting from all of the headlines is people leaving the company, good employees and or drivers leaving the company to go work for Lyft or any other, whatever. Competitors. So, competitors. So, Uber is trying to do anything they can to hold on to their workforce and save face. I can see how it would be tough, uh, 
for getting more rides because there's an extra obligation there. If you if you ask to offer tips and then you don't also lower your prices, the people who are riding the Ubers are going to feel obligated to tip. Hmm. So there's going to be that technical almost increase in price, but like it's not an actual increase in price. Right. So that's going to drive that could potentially drive people away, which I think that's kind of an interesting decision. That's I mean, I don't have anything else about Uber. You got anything about Uber? Nope. You heard anything different about this? I, again, really. I read all this while I was on vacation, and I had time to read the actual affidavit that they filed to the court of what they were charging against the guy and what the company's response was and what the board of directors headed by Eric Holder suggested that they do and all this. It was very interesting for me. Was he trying to step away from the job before no. all that happened? No, he was kind of trying to hide it. Oh. Yeah, so that's where this mess. oversight committee and all this stuff comes from. Do we know where he's going now? Checks and balances. Oh, he's going to Boca, <laughs> <laughs> Fiji, yeah. you know, St. Lucia. He's going to go hang out for his, a while. His island that he bought when Uber went big, <laughs> you know. So, um, man, we made it through the list, and we're right at an hour. How awesome is that? Uh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right, so what we're going to do, we're going to make our way to story time. Everybody, thank you for you two. Thank so much yeah, for yeah happy to be here man this this is Good awesome stuff. we're gonna have yeah. so much two more to go all right yeah. one down two to go let's do all it. right let's do this we'll catch you on the next one guys hey everyone thanks for listening as always we love to hear your feedback do us a favor and go to your facebook instagram or twitter and click that like and follow button for all your episode updates and releases like us at the big red van podcast on facebook Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Red Van Pod. And as always, you can just send us an old-fashioned email at thebigredvanpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and it means the world. Just share us with a friend.